0: Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts... Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We
1: are radio for the local craft beer movement, broadcasting from our studios at AM 920. The Answer in Buckhead. Oh, yeah, I'm Aaron Williams.
2: And I am Tim Dennis. We've also got filled hopperative Brian Hewitt in the studio with us. Hey, oh. He's sipping some Three Taverns Crave IPA, special one from their hop Belief project there. So, Brian, thanks for joining us. And uh, Delicious. This week by popular demand, Aaron. Yes. We are doing another homebrew show. I know. So we've had quite a few people say they wanted another homebrew show. So we've got two awesome award-winning homebrewers here with us. We have Andrew Cooper and Michael Roethlisberger. Yes, you, Roethlis. you did it. Did I get it? All, All right. right, man. Good Thanks job. for having us, guys. No relation to yes, the quarterbacks
1: for joining us. Right? No, really. so, okay, good. Just making sure. So, yeah. So definitely awesome to have you. Of course, uh, those guys are award-winning homebrewers. Andrew Cooper happens to be my neighbor right up the street, at least for a couple of more weeks until he moves and takes... All Heading out, man. Away. All these good
2: beer. Yeah. You'll have to get back to brewing. <sighs> I guess I will. It's all right. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm okay, okay. Anyway, yeah.
2: Michael's kind of my neighbor. We're up in the same neck of the mm-hmm. woods, there, right?
3: Close, Close ne- enough outside the perimeter.
2: That's right. Super, O2P well, super for well dressed too. So you know yes. that makes these good up the joint. man. Exactly. Absolutely. It up. Well, Aaron, you had a heck of a week <sighs> last week, man. I we what. had to uh, to run the show here without you. We made it through. Yep. So you but, guys just uh, sounded great by the way. But thank you. Thank you. But you were on assignment, correct? I was.
1: Which is what they say in the journalism business when someone's like on vacation right. and just gone. So But so yeah, you did some drinking, didn't you? I did do some All drinking. Right. It was very important. So yeah, we went to a Maine. Of course, my uh, ancestral home is up there in, in, in central Maine and uh my parents and my grandparents have a lake camps up there. So we go there for a week and uh kind of chill out, uh, enjoy the weather, just go on the lake in the boat, uh, get some lobster, get some really super fresh fried fish, and, uh, of course, drink a lot of those hazy Northeast IPAs, which is always fun. Uh, I got a chance, actually, to go to Orono, Maine, which is where the University of Maine is located, and they have got uh, some fantastic breweries there. You know, when I was a kid growing up, There was nothing in downtown Orono. Now they actually have three breweries and about two or three good brew pubs and brew bars in the area, so good for them. One of my favorites, actually, is Lightning Tree IPA from Orono Brewing Company, they're doing a fantastic job. They've done some collaborations with Bissell Brothers down in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really knocking it out of the park. I think they're the next big thing out of Maine. Uh, of course, uh, Marsh Island as well, which I really enjoy. Uh, also, did had some Bissell Brothers. Uh, had uh, some, uh, some Battery Steel, which is actually a brand-new brewery that has moved into Bissell Brothers' old place in Portland. They're doing some phenomenal stuff as well. So all in all, it was a pretty good trip. I was very happy to, uh, to drink a lot of beer and uh, enjoy a week with the family. It, it sounds like you it, did it. And it was I was nice. watching
2: your uh, your Instagram and your untapped and all of that, so just saw all kinds of awesome stuff happening there. I did, so. but do
1: you know what you guys you know, you guys stars, we did going crazy, we man. We did.
2: That's uh that's kinda of funny how that worked out. You go to um You go on vacation, we get rock stars. Exactly. In here, man. So that's the way it goes. But uh, on top of that, I drank a lot of really great beer last week. Okay. So that's, uh, had a friend from Houston. So uh, a shout out to my buddy, Seth. He sent me a couple beers there. Uh, Parrish, Ghost in the Machine, and some Houston Haze from Spindletap, which is hot stuff in Houston right now. Both were fantastic. Both were fantastic. I think I'd give the Ghost in the Machine just a slight edge. Uh, over the two. I've heard great were,
1: things about that. I haven't had that yet. Yeah, so, yeah. Both,
2: both were amazing. Also uh, drank some good old Sweetwater IPA, classic. Had a of course. Monday Night Bourbon Barrel Drafty Kilt. I Had some Three Taverns Crave and some Wild Heaven Misert Cigar City Max Lagers to Dan, a tribute to Dan Rosen, which nice. we're going to drink here in a few minutes. And uh, went to Monday night, went to their garage preview. Yeah, that was and, interesting. Uh, That'd checked be a lot out. Of fun. Couple new beers that they've got coming, and I drank a bunch of Yingling. Aaron. You
1: did? I heard about that actually yeah. at
2: the concert. Yeah, I went to a concert. And, you know, I was just, uh, it was 140 degrees out there, and uh, I drank several 24 ounce cans of Yingling.
4: Hey, time and place. That's, That's right, right, man. Time and place. No for
2: shame. Me. No regrets. No. Sh- no. So, yeah. A
1: little Yinlin, as they call yinlins. it in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Some yinlins. Yinlins. Exactly. That's right.
2: So that was my week.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, there's no uh, Yinlin's on our list for uh, the Truck and Tap beers of the week, but let's check them out.
0: Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. TruckandTap.com.
1: Lots of good stuff on this list. I don't know if we can get through all of them.
2: We got I don't think we'll make it. We'll do our best, though. Okay. We'll give, it, give ah. our best effort. So we have some Bissell Brothers, Lux, and... Orono Brewing Company Lightning Tree that you just mentioned. That, yes, uh, we finished that one already. A couple of years. Okay. Did You You finished it already. No, there might be a little bit of left, okay, actually. Stuff. Okay, good. We're going to have to fight this early in the show, <laughs> that's right, man. That's so, right. Some uh, Marsh Island Shwayze IPA. Shway, Shwayze? Shwayze, exactly. Shwayze? <laughs> Sounds right. good. That was good, Cool, Cool yes. hip. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a bottle of Sweetwater's Belgian Rose, which oh, is wow. actually uh, releasing uh, today at the brewery there. So we're going to crack into that. Thank you to Sweetwater for the hookup. And as I mentioned, we have the Three Taverns Crave, the Tadan, and uh, some homebrews. I think, right, guys? Do we uh, non- I hope
4: so. I hope you brought your tums.
2: Brought to ah, we're going to get sour in here. <laughs> exactly, awesome. exactly. So that's it, man. That's what we got. On deck this week.
1: Awesome. Looking forward to drinking many of those delicious beers. Got some news in the headlines too. Let's check those out right now.
0: What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra
4: real about it.
0: Time for headlines. Sponsored by Your Pie Perimeter in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center across from Perimeter Mall.
1: And of course, September first is coming up upon us fast and furious. It's August already, so less than a month. That's right, right, yeah, less than a month. That's the way that works. That's yes, that. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I a, you know, journalism major. My my numbers right. are off on me, but uh, but yeah, before the uh, beer, Georgia Brewers can actually have the audacity to sell beers that they brew at the at the brewery to the public That's directly right. without it, so so. Crazy stuff, but uh, the D—we got some news on that. Actually, the Department of Revenue had some guidelines on that. The
2: DOR released their guidelines. No surprises there. It's coming across just as intended. Breweries can do the direct sales. They can sell food. You know, have a kitchen, a restaurant, if they want to. And uh, as of right now, with the policy bulletin, that that was tough. I got that one out. I forced (laughs) it on out there though. Uh, With the policy bulletin that they've issued, uh, everything looks good. good. So, and some breweries have started to. Announce their plans, you know, their format, how they'll do their pours and that. And uh, we'll share more info on that very soon.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they're going to have a ton of events that are going on. Hopefully a sure. little midnight Busy. release.
2: It'll be, a, it'll be a fun time. We also have a lot of breweries scheduled to open in that September to yeah. early October time frame. So it's going to be a great time for Georgia beer.
1: Just in time for beer drinking Just season. in time, man. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So uh, some other news, actually, from the West Coast. Uh, this just came down this week, too. San Francisco Anchor Brewing, uh, they sold out. They are now acquired by Sapporo, of course, makers of Sapporo beer over in Japan at your favorite sushi restaurant. But uh, That's right. They've uh, unspecified amount of money, but I bet it was a boatload.
2: That's right. A lot. I, I don't doubt it at all.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. So they have actually. They're uh, San Francisco is of course or California's oldest uh, craft brewery, founded in eighteen ninety six. It weathered the 1906 earthquake, and it was the inventor of the California Common-style beer. Of course, Anchor Steam is their most popular and favorite thing, and that's what that is. So, so yeah, so another one bites the dust, I guess.
2: Yeah. That one, uh, now, I heard they'd sold once before, and it's a, apparently this was less of a shock to some people. But still, you know, oldest brewery, you hear about that. It's never a good thing for one to fall to big beer. Big beer like that. Even so if it's, it's Japanese big beer.
1: Exactly. And Sapporo's a new one, new player in the industry, too, So, or as far as the craft beer industry goes. Uh, Another uh, interesting headline a little bit closer to home. uh, Free the Hops, uh, one of the co-founders there, Danner Klein, he is running for a congressional seat in Alabama. So it would be great to have a craft beer fan and a craft beer proponent in office. And so uh, good luck to Danner Klein. And apparently he is running an ultra marathon to raise funds for his campaign I would never do that. So congratulations Good to for him. him. Good for him. Good for him. Exactly. Overachiever. That's exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, on, he, he says, you know, he, he runs fifty or sixty miles a week, and you know, maybe he'll do some track workouts. And he was just seven minutes off of a three minute, three hour and ten minute uh, Boston Marathon qualifier. So. Yeah, so this dude can run and hopefully, and he he likes beer. So, uh, so can run
2: in more ways than one. There
1: you go. Exactly. He should
2: use that. Danner, if you're listening, you can use that slogan. There you go. That'll absolutely work. So,
1: congratulations, uh, Danner. Best of luck to you on your congressional race. And finally, just a quick little note, too. Uh, speaking of uh, interesting things that are going on, Macon Beer Company, they're holding an event uh, on September 1st, and they're going to uh, work with Goodwill of Georgia to raise some funds for that. So uh, for folks down in central Georgia, Macon Beer Company is going to have an event September 1st. Uh, they will have some details up pretty soon.
2: Very cool. Well, we need to take a quick break. We'll be back very, very soon to talk home brewing with Andrew Cooper, Michael Roethlisberger. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back right after this.
1: Hi, this is Jason Pellet,
0: brewmaster at Orpheus Brewing. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio. Eat it, Scott. You couldn't do that. The Beer Guys are back right after this. Have you ever thought about
1: owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We are the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding current breweries. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com for more information. CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLcontracting.com Here at the Beer Guys radio show, we love to bring you the stories behind the craft beer that you love. And we'd be grateful if you took the time to check out our Patreon site. It's at patreon.com slash Guys. If you choose to become one of our donors, you'll get some awesome swag, including T-shirts, glasses, and some stickers, too. Thanks again for listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We are really happy that you have enjoyed this show. And please subscribe, tell a friend, and head to patreon.com slash Guys. Cheers. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the Reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia. Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia for a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else.
2: Reformation Brewery, set beer free. Reformationbrewery.com It's Aaron and Tim, the Beer Guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck & Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck & Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles, too. Not sure what to drink? All of their beer service are Cicerone certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck & Tap carries wine, mixed drinks, and even handcrafted sodas.
1: As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck & Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area
2: food truck daily that way you're getting a different menu every day check it out truck and tap in downtown woodstock Truckandtap.com. let them know that the beer guys sent you
0: follow the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram
3: uh-oh sounds like somebody's got a case of the mondays
0: now back to the beer guys radio
1: show No case of the Mondays here. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com, and we are broadcasting from our AM 920 The Answer studios in Buckhead. And by popular demand, we have got the home brewing show for us once again. So we've got a couple of really good ones right now. Uh, Andrew Cooper and Michael Rothelsberger join us in the studio. So thanks for joining us, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for
4: having us in. Definitely. Well, what's up, guys? You ready
2: to talk homebrewing?
4: Hey, let's do it. Every All day. Right. Of the week. We'll I'm, pretend so... we'll pretend at least. Okay, I'll just I'll just back yes. off and just be quiet. You do your thing. Exactly. You need my cooler over there? Well, exactly. You you
2: and Brian take it over. So yeah. guys, uh just to set up a little bit, uh Andrew, you're Aaron's neighbor. You've he's had several of your beers, local home brewer. Uh Michael. We uh, we were were or are I'm not sure in the same homebrew club. You also in another homebrew club mm-hmm. up there. We live up in the same area, so we've between all of us we've shared each other's beers quite yes. a few times. Award winning so, beers too. So award winning yeah, beers, absolutely. man. So yeah. we got some good homebrewers here. So I'm going to start off with uh, could be an easy or a difficult question, but uh, what got you started
4: homebrewing, Andrew? Well, sometimes it's a common theme between us homebrewers. Um, sometimes it has to do with our significant others. They think they're doing a good thing for your, our relationships when uh, it's to the contrary. She it's thought I was buying too much beer, so she got me into making beer, uh, and yeah. things spiraled out of control. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, but no, that's pretty much it. I was really into the crappier scene, trying anything and everything, and uh, the passion only grew once I started figuring out the uh, the nuts and bolts of the 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 homebrewing process you know i've seen it
2: i've seen several people say i want to get into homebrewing to save money nope you nope. just chuckle you just chuckle <laughs> no. now it, it can be done can you know, be you, you don't get a super basic s- right. <laughs> right yeah once you spend a thousand dollars it's cheap <laughs> that's it man once you get there so how about you michael what you got
3: got you started so i it? can't quite remember if i was still engaged to my wife we were newly married but i was trying to form a relationship with my father in law. Okay. on a whim we decided to be a cool idea to bond over making beer. All right. So we went out and bought some homebrew kits. Man. Went stuff. back to their ha- to my father in law's house and we brewed together. And then he put all of his stuff in the garage and said, Cool, that was fun. I don't want to do it again. And I <laughs> took all his stuff home and said, Great, I'm gonna do this forever.
2: Okay. That's a good thing. That's, that's a good, that's a good reason. Yes. It's yeah. A unique reason too. Mm-hmm. So you hear. So uh and guys, we talked about kind of getting the gear and, you know, spending a thousand dollar mark in that. Uh what's your homebrew setup now?
4: You want to take it? Go for it, Yeah, man.
3: sure. So uh, my homebrew setup's been changing a lot over the last year or so. Um, now I've got three 50-and-a-half-gallon uh, kegels, pump-driven... Um, system and for someone who doesn't
2: necessarily brew a keggle is a, oh, a full keg of beer that's been converted to to brew into. Yeah,
3: exactly. They're yep. not stolen, or maybe they might be stolen. I'm not sure. <laughs> borrowed as far they're as, as you as far as you know. Uh, yeah, they're basically a big beer keg that's had the cu- top cut out. Um, I fill that up, I make the beer, I pump it between the three, and then I I actually ferment in corny kegs, which are okay. old soda kegs. All right. Um, so that way I can push it out with pressure when I'm ready to. Seven.
4: Very cool. And uh mine's still pretty mechanical. It's pretty uh not mechanical. Sorry, it's archaic. I'm uh I'm the ten gallon cooler for the uh for the mash tun. That's right. And man. it's all manual labor. Coolers for life. No right. pumps, <laughs> no nothing. I so, work with gravity.
3: So how long did it take? How many brews did it take before you went to all green? I'm assuming you guys neither of you guys are extract anymore.
4: Uh, for me it was three brews. And so I'm I'm quite a bit uh, the opposite way. I stayed with extract for quite some time. Um, it's probably about two years ish. So I stuck with it for quite a while before I moved on to all grain.
2: So you hear some people talk about an extract twang. And if and in the brew world, uh, extract brewing is never said as a compliment. You know, and it's a, well, I just brew extract now. Yeah. So but uh, Andrew, I believe you are a supporter. Dude, you, I totally am. If you am. brew
4: extract, then go I for it. Totally, right? totally am. Yeah, and and I can give them some secrets here. Maybe not so much secrets. Okay, but um, actually, the first award that I won in the homebrew kind of scene was at the Peach State Brew Off in 2014, and the beer that took second best in show in that competition, out of nearly 500 beers, an all extract sour beer. So, so you when you can be done. Madness. So is, I, I'm a huge proponent of if it's fresh, you can make it work. Control fermentation, uh, control yeast, and you can still make outstanding beer. With extract. Do you think that could be part of it? Is that
2: maybe people who brew extract, it's the other pieces of the process Very that much maybe? So. I mean, you have your temperature control, you have your aeration, you know, all of that. So maybe someone who is more apt to extract brew is less apt. To do all this other stuff. Yeah, well you're right? a beginner usually doing right. it. And exactly.
1: I, I've made those same mistakes. You know when I first brewed my batch with my dad, of course, I used the regular garden hose water and wondered why it tasted like band-aid coming out and you yep. know Tim, you you hooked <laughs> me up with that with that idea and yeah. you know and I and again, you're probably making those mistakes. You can blame it on the extract, but maybe it's the process that uh, that you're I going through. Because
2: yeah. it does. I mean, it takes time, you know, even if you have all the proper tools when you start, everything's a learning process. Brian and I tried to flood my kitchen and Splashed down and just made a horrible mess. Our few, first few batches of beer. So, but as long as it tastes
1: like beer, the first batch, I think you're you're you can consider it a
2: good That right? was the review I got on my first batch was well, it tastes like beer,
4: and so I didn't I, get that far. So, okay. yeah, <laughs> there you go,
2: absolutely. We're <laughs> skilled, so, yeah. Uh, I think I know a little bit of this, uh, from both of you, but guys, what are some of your favorite styles to brew?
3: So, I love to brew mainly English ales. Uh, typically light styles, because I like to drink a lot of beer. Okay. And you can't drink 16 beers if they're 8%.
1: right. Well, and Michael, of course, uh, we're gonna give give away a big secret here. You're you're of course from from Great Britain, from yes. England. What? right? I know it's, it's shocking. shocking. tried to hide it. I yes. know it's okay. But uh, but normally though, in, in, over in England, you know, you get a lot of those uh, lower gravity or lower ABV beers that don't make it over here just because they're so low gravity. They're not gonna not gonna ship well. Uh, Bestie from uh, Wild Heaven, there that we that you guys tried there a couple weeks ago is is like that. Is that one of the reasons why you got into brewing too? Is to kind of brew some of those styles that we don't necessarily get. Yeah, some of it
3: was because I missed beer from home and the few that you can get here um, that are exported from England really don't travel. Yeah. uh, To the point where the whole point in a lot of lighter English beers is the balance between everything, just the right amount of hot bitterness, just the right amount of malt sweetness, etc. And that... Fades away in travel. So, you know, you can even drink a full as ESB here. It tastes nothing like it does Mm -hmm. from the tap back in England. It's much more fruity. It's much more malt forward. It's more of a delicate, balanced beer in England. And so, yes, in that way, I I certainly did do it so I can try and brew the beers from home.
2: You know, I heard that that's kind of a problem here with uh, people cloning some European beers, German, English, uh, you know, German, English, Belgian, and that is. Even if you get them as soon as they hit the states here, they've already taken that trip over here, and if you clone based on what you're tasting here, mm-hmm. it's it's still nothing Completely like different. the fresh beer
1: over yeah. there. Absolutely. So yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: Yeah, got to figure you know it's gone. The it's been brewed, it's been on a truck, it's got to be shipped, it's got to get in a container. The container's been right. on the water for a week and a half, and you don't
2: know what conditions it's know, been in. Who knows how long it takes when to it clear? Off and, get and then get in exactly, and that's that. so
3: fifty degrees, then thirty-two you know degrees. That's right.
2: I've shared, and this isn't necessarily a craft beer, so this may not apply, but in my younger days, I worked at a warehouse in Little Rock, Arkansas, a distribution center warehouse, and they were the uh, location where all the Corona coming into the U.S. came in. And they would come in on big rail cars, and sometimes they'd be parked three days in 100-degree heat, you know, there in the Arkansas heat waiting to be unloaded Just put a lime in it. That's exactly (laughs) it. Just wedge a lime in there, man. You're good to go. So that's it. An, Andrew you're I think uh we share a common theme here on some of our favorite styles so yeah we'll, how absolutely. about you man
4: um I'm a little bit all over the place um but a lot of it revolves around uh Belgian styles Belgian print styles so I do a lot of saisons a lot of variation off saison I think it's incredibly versatile um I do some IPAs New England style type IPAs but then uh I also like to dabble in the sour and, and wild beer categories too, so a little, little all over the place, a
2: little bit of everything, a little bit then, of everything, right? So that's and and as I mentioned, we share the the theme of enjoying saisons. Mm-hmm. So we've brewed a lot, Brian and I have brewed a lot of saisons. That was uh, our first medal. Was actually for our Synesthesia saison, and we've done several variations. That did a Brett variation, a peach. And just all kind of, and we did Johnny Cezanne. Yes. The, oh yeah. Tell us about Johnny Cezanne real quick, Brian. So
1: it was sun dried tomatoes
3: and, and basil Saison, basically. I you
2: know, I think Michael gave you a great review on that one, didn't he? I did.
3: He? Yes. What did you say? I want I want to hear it again. Do you remember? If I can recall correctly, I said, yep, you're doing exactly what you're going for and I hate it.
2: Yes. I don't want to drink it. Yes. (laughs) Why would I wanna drink at least it's (laughs) honest feedback. We need to take a quick break here. We'll be back very soon to make fun of an ingredient Andrew puts in his beer. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio.
4: And we'll be back right after this. Andrew and Lisa with Your Pie Perimeter here. We'd like to invite you to our store for beer.
0: Is there anything better than pizza?
4: Yep. Brick oven pizza that's made fresh and paired with a cold craft beer.
0: That's what you get at Your Pie Perimeter. Located in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center by Perimeter Mall.
4: It's the perfect place to relax on the patio with a pint, after work, or bring the family in. (laughs)
1: Andrew and Lisa, I'm going to let you finish, but first, you forgot to mention the $3 craft beer specials you have every Thursday. I mean, come on, the pizza's great, but that's an amazing deal. $3 craft beer specials every Thursday. Now, go ahead and finish your
4: commercial.
0: Follow Your Pie Perimeter on Facebook for all of our beer events and specials.
4: That's Your Pie Perimeter, located in Perimeter Place Shopping Center, next to Chipotle.
0: Ahoy there, mateys. Hunting whales. Oh, gee, We've got you covered with Tim's Whale of the Week.
2: Yar, Tim, what do we have? Man, we got some good ones. You know what? Uh, did you ever think that we would have a... Malt liquor whale. Well. This one
1: sounds awesome. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Founders. Yep. Did a craft malt liquor and it's like what? 13.9, 13.7? Crazy. Yeah. DKML.
1: It works every time.
2: Every time. Every time. <laughs> so uh, it just hit uh, Georgia earlier this week. I'm going to have to find some of that. I'm curious. Me too. I have consumed. A fair amount of malt liquor. I have no idea what you're talking about, Tim. That's right. And a brewery that was on our Drink This Beer show not too long ago, Mm D9. D9 is coming to Georgia this week. So they've got some launch events set up in that. Check them out. We had a blast talking to them. We drank 7,200 beers in 30 minutes. Yes. They They drank about
1: 10,000 before us, too. They did. They they had a good time, but it was a great conversation.
2: (laughs) And then come on up North OTP up to Kennesaw and uh, Dry County uh, just recently released their Juice County. IPA. I tell you what, so, Steve,
1: Trey, Coop, those guys are doing awesome good work. stuff up there, up there man. Definitely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So they were driving Lambos through the brew house the other day. Yeah, I saw that. Did I'm you there, see some pictures there?
1: Westbound and down. That's, heading that's to how Arkansas. they roll there, exactly. man. That's how they roll. So, Hashtag YOLO.
2: It's it. it, man. So that's it. That's what we're throwing out this week. Very
1: cool. Very cool. Back uh, talking homebrewing right now. And of course, the one thing we haven't done so far this show is drink some homebrew. Drink brew. some homebrew. And, uh, Andrew Andrew's Cooper, got a bottle. He's there, got man. a bottle, and I, I just. Oh, nice. that's a beautiful sound love right it. there. What uh, what have you got in this, in this uh, bottle that we're drinking?
4: So this was a beer I came up with last summer. Inspiration from uh, a brewery in North Carolina. Not that one, but another one. one.
1: <laughs> I love this um, beer.
4: And wanted to do something super sessionable for a, uh, actually for an online beer competition. And uh, the theme was session ales. Okay. So it needed something light, below 4% ABV. And I wanted to do, do something fun and interesting. So this is actually a, uh, a kettle-soured Saison style. It's, it, you don't get a lot of Saison out of it. When I put it in a competition, I actually called it a Berliner Weiss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got golden promise, um, white wheat, a oh, so little bit of Munich, and, um, and some flaked oats. And so then uh, kettle-soured over a couple days. And then you on uh, Facebook land can see... Uh, you're missing out if you're not watching. Uh, I add beets. Beets to is that the that what that is? Beets. It is beets. So you get a uh, a really, really now nice. Now I know
2: the brewery you're talking about.
4: Red. Fonteflora. Fonteflora. <laughs> yes. There you go. Um, and so I really, really like it. It's super refreshing. You get some earthiness to it. A little bit of tartness. And, I, uh, I
1: like the earthiness of this. this uh, you know, I've had good. this a few times before, okay. and it's it's so good. It just it's it's really nice. It's got that little lighter, more Berliner type of a, yep. of a flavor to it. But that
2: earthiness, I just I really love that with the beets. So, and I don't so, like beets.
4: And so now see
2: here, I'm the other what I I love beets. I pickle them, put them in a salad, do whatever. You know, I I love beets. I didn't care for Fonta Flores beet beer. To me, it got too earthy, too minerally. I've heard some people
4: tell me that too.
2: I like this one though, Andrew. This Thank is very you. nice, man. So <laughs> now you're no uh, stranger to putting flavors in beers, right? No. Nah. So, and man, tea? Did I tea. see this right? Tea? Well,
4: and so I, I've done a little bit with the tea experimentation. A couple of my buddies, uh, hmm. online kind of beer friends that we, we just did kind of a collaboration beer challenge, uh-huh. they sent in a couple of Saisons. That um, one was like a chai tea, one was a black tea, and then there was another variation. But I think tea-like flavors are really interesting in saisons. One that I did uh, semi-recently was like a barrel-fermented saison. So we actually fermented in a six-and-a-half-gallon wine barrel. Okay. And then I added um, cascara, which some coffee lovers will know what uh, cascara is. It's actually the dried cherry, the outside of the fruit of a coffee bean. Used to be discarded, they threw it out. Now they use it to make teas. What flavors do you get from that? Is it, I've uh, actually got that beer here too. Okay, we'll um, find out. then. Maybe we'll find out. But I get a lot of like hibiscus, a little cherry, little black tea flavors, and then some people get kind of a um, like a, a a pepper note off of okay. it. I do. I think Aaron's had it before. He does mm-hmm. not. So, but yeah, I think I think tea like flavors really drive a lot of interesting. Um, uh, Flavors and Saisons.
2: Aaron, I think we should give Brian your mic that you just sat back there and poke buttons this week. No, I'm just gonna, gonna I'm going. just gonna
1: start drinking the Saisons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, but 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 seriously though, coming back to someone who's a who's a novice like myself, um you know, you're talking a lot of crazy, you know, esoteric stuff, putting in barrels and stuff and for, and for a novice person, it would seem kind of intimidating. How hard is it to brew a beer like this?
4: It's, it's really not nearly as difficult as people think it is. And I think some people are intimidated, especially by the sour and wild kind of beer world. Really, in my mind, if you know somebody who does it, go watch them one time and you'll be good to go.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
4: going back to my comment about extract, you can make great, great extract sour beers.
2: Um and especially with kettle souring that's such Absolutely. an easy way if you're like, you know what? I want to try some sour beer, but I don't want to get bugs floating around my brew exactly. house. Kettle short souring time. is a great way to do it. Exactly. So, so what yeah. exactly
1: would be a kettle sour?
2: <laughs> so a kettle sour, you'll take uh, lactobacillus and uh, you, so you'll make your wort just like you normally do and then you'll sour it then. So then after you sour it with a, and what's it take? 24 36 hours or depending so on the, depending strain, on the strain. Yeah. And uh, then you boil it after that, so you're sterilizing it then, and then you put it in and and ferment it with a traditional yeast. Gotcha. So now a variation of that that's kind of a cheater way, and they can still make tasty beers, but just not as much complexity, is actually uh, adding lactic acid to the kettle. And so you don't go through that souring process with a lactobacillus. In my opinion, it's very one-dimensional. It gives you a little tartness to mm-hmm. it, and it's it works well, especially if you uh, pair it with fruits and that. Uh, but doing Omega Labs Lacto is my favorite. Yeah, I uh, love that. It. That's the one I like. So using their Lacto blend, you get some complexity to it, but it's still a clean sour. It's easy, and we've made a couple fantastic Berliners, haven't we?
4: And people are using yeah, some yeah. <laughs> people are using some out of out of the box thinking type uh, ingredients for that Lacto. I use probiotic pills. I've um, seen from that. Swanson's a lot of times. Kind of and culture so,
2: them up, take those, yeah, and build exactly. Up and pitch, so right? Yeah, yeah, right
4: to, back to Aaron's point, like don't be intimidated by it. Watch somebody do it one time and get off, uh, get off and running. I'm cool. not
3: drinking; it's medicine. That sounds like a good excuse I Absolutely. can use for my wife. There you this exactly. is why I'm taking it's, my probiotics. It's probiotics. Exactly. like
2: kombucha, a healthy don't gut. Kombucha, that's yes, right, that's exactly. right.
1: Now, both of you guys are, are members of homebrewing clubs, uh, is that correct? So, yes. So, Michael, um, if you can tell us maybe a little bit about uh, the importance of maybe joining a homebrewing club, because uh, Andrew just talked about um, uh, about being in, a, in in having, getting uh, some experience in those types of things rolling around. Um, is it important to kind of go from there and, and oh, get off of that?
3: Certainly. For me, the best part about being in a homebrewing club is that ability to have other people that are really interested in beer, Give you the feedback. You know, you give it to your in-laws or you give it to your friends and they're maybe used to drinking Bud Light or maybe they do drink craft beer, but they don't really appreciate the nuances that you're looking for. Um, And so to go and really geek out with a bunch of other guys who are just as interested, you get that honest feedback. um, You get to engage with the other people instead of, you know, invite your family over and they go, mmm, tasty. Yeah. Well,
1: the best beer is free beer, right? Yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. <It
3: helps.
2: laughs> exactly. So it. Now to to back up just a bit Michael cuz we don't want to miss this uh we get to talk and time really goes on us. It, it does exactly. We were talking about brewing styles and what you like to brew. You mentioned that yes. you enjoy English ales. Yes. Classic English ales. So for someone that approaches those kind of styles kind of what are some of your tips on uh, brewing and serving those beers?
3: Okay, so my biggest tip on fermenting an English ale. So for for the most part they're going to be lighter in alcohol around 3.2% Um, One of the issues with that is that makes it quite a delicate beer. It means that you can very easily go too bitter, go too sweet, etc. But the biggest kicker is it can be very watery because it's so low in alcohol. So what I do to overcome that is I actually mash quite high. A lot of recipes that you'll read, will cause it, uh, will call for it to be mashed at sort of 152. i go all the way up to 158. 158, what is that? 158 Fahrenheit is the temperature that I bring my mash to in order to increase that body. And you'll actually find it doesn't increase the sweetness too much, and you can control that with the amount of crystal you put in it. Because mashing at the
2: higher temp reduces the amount of fermentable sugars. Exactly. So more of those will stay in the beer to give you a little more body there. Exactly.
3: So you'll end up with the more body... But it'll still be very, very drinkable because it's mm-hmm. a 3.2% refreshing Yeah,
1: I've always been impressed with that kind of challenge because, you know, you do that wrong and it's hop water. But you've yeah. got to really kind of, you know, mix with mess with the uh, the ingredients to make it a really nice flavorful beer at such a low ABV. Exactly. So, yeah. All right,
3: well, well, You said it's all about subtlety, didn't you? Yeah, the subtlety part is um, <clears throat> it's too easy to go very, very hoppy and it's too easy to go very, very sweet. Um and so finding that balance is often very difficult and it means I have to potentially rebrew the same beer over and over again until you get to where it wants to be That's good.
4: That's and I a- think that's something as homebrewers, we get kinda lost in a lot of homebrewers you go, Okay, we gotta go big, we gotta go bold, high A B V, really hoppy, even sour. Um, but man, that's where the real challenge is, is those subtle flavors. Um, A lot of homebrewers nowadays, I myself am going back to some lagers, Mm -hmm. pilsners. I mean, those things are really the tough ones to brew.
1: Exactly. And cool. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick break right now. I want to talk with Michael, though, more about those English-style beers. But uh, you're listening to Beer Guys Radio. We'll be back right after this. BeerGuysRadio.com. There is something in the air in Kennesaw. I'm sure you've noticed it. It is the sweet, sweet smell of barbecue permeating from The Nest, a new barbecue and beer restaurant in K-Town. The Nest is your new restaurant if you really love barbecue. Ribs, brisket, chicken, oh my. Did we mention the bar? The Nest of Kennesaw offers 49 taps of craft beer and an amazing bottle list as well. It's quite simple. If you really like barbecue and craft beer, you have to visit The Nest. Barbecue and beer in Kennesaw, near historic downtown on Cherokee
0: follow the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram What is tarnation? now back to the beer guys radio show
2: and welcome back to the beer guys radio show we're wrapping up our homebrewing conversation here with andrew keeper this show Cooper, goes way too fast I'll Michael. you, Ravis, you yes. know you get to talking about beer and drinking beer and that in an hour just just goes, man. I know. It's just gone. So we were talking English ales, Aaron, Mm -hmm. and uh, Michael was sharing some of his tips and that. And you've got one here. Yeah. Kind of a... That's a gusher right there. No, careful. Okay, good. We got it. We're good to go. We're okay. So we're uh, we're cracking open an old speckled hen right now, kind of a classic English (laughs) ales. Michael, why don't you tell us about that one? And The the reason we're not drinking Michael's homebrew is because Michael drank all his homebrew. Yeah, I
3: did. So he didn't have any ready... For the show, Yes. Yeah. So, you asked me like a week ago, and sadly, it was a I, I month know, ago, a, 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 man. All we those homebrewers for... out there know you can't turn a beer around. That's in like right. Ten days. That's
2: right. Um, so
3: he did say he drinks about sixteen in a set. That's setting. true. <laughs> so. Okay, Woo! that's right. that's one like, percent ABV, three percent.
2: Right? So this is an English fine ale is what the can says. So, so this so.
3: is a uh, a a strung flavor example of an English ale. Um, it tops up at five percent it uh, certainly got more hot bitterness than a lot of English ales. But as far as American imports go, this is one of the more classic examples.
4: Really, yeah. really nice, like, kind of rich caramel notes in the mm-hmm. nose.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. It's 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 one of those beers that you see all the time. It's I know it's a classic. I just I haven't had it in a minute. I mean, it's been I'm a while. Super,
2: you know what? This is one they normally have at the Atlanta Cascal Tasting. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Owen normally gets a cask over. Have you been to that, Michael? I have not. You'd love that. January. So just mark your calendar. Okay. Atlanta Cascal tasting. He brings a lot of true English cascales over. Yeah, I'd like this. Uh, I'd like this on cask, yeah. So, And that's I have noticed this has a little creamier head than I expected from it. You know, just uh And you hard poured that guess, too, uh, so, so is so is there a Yeah, okay. okay. It is mm-hmm. a nitro. That's I was gonna ask, uh was it nitro? Yeah. So very cool. So awesome. Well uh you know, I've been enjoying these kinds of beers lately. Mm-hmm. Like the bestie Pub Ale that we have yeah. from Wild Heaven. Uh, we drank several of them, then went out to grab a bite to eat, and we sat down at my parents' basement there in Avondale Estates. And with a huge list, I still ordered another bestie just because it's such a drinkable beer. Yeah, you know it's just so and good. Especially with
1: food, you just want something that's drinkable that's and it's it, not going to overpower the what that you're eating. You
2: absolutely know? went great with my patty melt. There so you go, I was good to go. Very cute. So, guys, we wanted to talk a little bit more about clubs and other resources. As as, as we mentioned, uh, Michael and I are in a homebrew club together. There's another you're in a couple, right, Michael? That yeah. you kind of you know enjoy with and and some of the benefits of that. But outside of your local homebrew club, and definitely we encourage anyone that is even interested in homebrewing, homebrew folks are awesome. And if you were to find a local homebrew club and just say, I don't know anything about this, but I'd like to watch, you're going to have some great beer, great conversation. You're going to learn a lot, so go check them out. But beyond local homebrew clubs, let's say you're somewhere where you don't have a club. You're somewhere remote in that. There's a lot of fantastic resources available to you thanks to the magic of technology. So, uh, Andrew, can you share some of this about that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So I through trying to learn more about homebrew, I stumbled upon kind of a, an online beer community. We call lovingly call ourselves the BrewTubers. So mm-hmm. it's it's essentially a, a community on YouTube that does periodic videos and interact with each other that uh, is a combination of, you know, staying connected, community, but it's also learning and and really promoting that uh the educational aspect of homebrewing and really from that honestly i have i have fostered some really awesome friendships from people around the country and around the world that i'm in a chat group with a bunch of guys we call it the round table um on a facebook messenger group and literally that thing is going hundreds of messages a day and it's just constant beer guys talking to beer guys and it's like we're one big happy family shout out out, man shout out to the round table for sure
2: You know that's I actually got my start, and a shout out to kind of where I got my start homebrewing Reddit's homebrewing forum, our homebrewing, and it's a, it's an excellent forum. There's a lot of really experienced people in there, but a lot of new people stumbling there. So it's a great place. And I've gone back and looked at my post history. My first one, my first post ever, Aaron was asking how to improve the Mr. Beer Kit that I had. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't understand all these terms, DME and LME and IBUs and all this. I am like, I said, I don't know how I ever understand this. And everybody came in and offered advice in that. I Anytime I had a question, I'd come back on and ask it again. And so until I found that there was a local homebrew club to be able to go out and meet these people in person, I could just get behind my keyboard and had the, the world's resources right there at my fingertips. And
4: yeah. shout out to New London Brew Club. I am in no way saying do not be a part of your local, local absolutely club, cause those it's guys are awesome. Noble, yeah,
2: right. Yeah. And shout out, you're in Woodstock, Malt Monkeys, Malt Monkeys yeah, and a tribe called Grist. Grist. So that's uh, those are some clubs up in Woodstock there. So.
1: Yeah, but it's funny. I mean, you know, these days you can find anything. I feel like I'm going to be the old man here and say, you know, these days you can find anything on YouTube. It's like you can change a tire or you know change your brakes and uh, figure out how to brew from home right. just by clicking you on YouTube. And I'm, let me
4: amend. Let me amend the group name. The roundtable. I was just corrected on Facebook Uh-oh. Live here. It is the low
2: lupulin support group. I saw someone had to clear their throat there and, and correct you, didn't they? We're so just trying to help each know, other out so. in our
4: day-to-day struggles. There you go. But That's exactly great. it.
1: Just a couple more minutes left with you guys. Uh, anything else that uh, we might have missed? Anything, uh, any last-minute tips or suggestions? Sure.
3: Yeah, you were talking about competitions and tips for success in competitions. Um, a couple of things that I've found is, first of all, you have to maximize the flavor within that style. Um that kind of is the antithesis to a lot of the beers that I like to brew, which are all about the balance and the subtlety. But in order to get success in a competition, if you're brewing a multi style, go right up to that edge of how multi it needs to be. If you're going mm-hmm. to a bitter style, if you're going to a style with sort of phenolic or estery flavors, then push it all the way to the edge because that's the way you're going to get the attention of those judges. And then the other part is simply enter categories that you know are going to be less full. So, uh, so no special. IPAs, no uh, that kind of thing. Res- right. Indian I mean, mean, go for it if you <laughs> yeah. can do it, right? But Which if, works
2: out well for you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. the, Yeah. <laughs> so. But that's – and talking about going to the extreme, I brewed a peach Saison, and it, to me it had a very fresh, juicy peach flavor. The Saison was still there, but the peach was in the background. I sent it off for judging – ironically I, I meddled for it but every judge commented needs more peach yeah. i'm like no it doesn't no yeah. it doesn't <laughs> exactly. so yeah. this is exactly where i want hey, this beer to call be call it out they yeah. better be able
4: to taste it that's right or Taste yes. it predominantly. That's exactly. it. yeah so how about you uh competition tip andrew yeah man so competitions uh <laughs> i tend to go for the sour categories in competitions so man it's kind of a wild card there um but even among, like, competitions, I wanted to plug, um, and it sounds like I'm just doing a bunch of plugging in here. Uh, there's a competition I've been in. Uh, Are these your sponsors? Invo- no. <laughs> not, not at all. Called the SJ Pour Challenge, and I got uh-huh. involved with this through a YouTube group. And this is a homebrew competition judged by the entrance. So it's literally like you've got hubs set up all across the world that we're sending our beers to. They get redistributed out to different regions. And we get to taste beers from Australia, New Zealand, Wales, the U.K., all across the United States. And so as much as because uh, I'm almost exclusively a, an Atlanta-based competition group, but, man, there's a whole world outside of our local competitions that are, that are amazing as well.
2: Very cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Andrew, your one homebrew tip for the new homebrewer.
4: Temperature control and yeast health. Um, you can solve so many issues with that. I feel like some people get um, too too worked up on on different ingredients when so much of it is about temperature control, hmm. yeast health.
2: Interesting. And two topics we could go in depth, but like we mentioned, there's a lot of great resources on both those Absolutely. topics online. Michael, how about you? What's your uh, number one tip for a new home? I have to
3: steal the classic line of relax, don't worry, have a homebrew. It's all going to work. <laughs> Just go. relax. Finish and do it up. It, right? Drink it. Note what you want to change for next time and do it.
2: That's right. Yeah, there's no you don't you don't have to do anything solid. Brew it, have fun with it, enjoy it, move on. Awesome, Andrew, Michael, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We
1: appreciate it. Thanks Absolutely. for having us. Definitely. All right, let's go ahead and check out this week's hot list.
0: Time for the hot list. The beer guys have the scoop on what's going on next week. Brought to you by CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLcontracting.com. dot com. That's hot.
1: All right, what's hot in Georgia today?
0: Man, sweet.
2: there is so much so hot in Georgia. So uh, today, we want to say this one today because it happens this evening. Belgian rose bottle release at Sweetwater Woodlands. It's the next bottle release for them. That is brewery only. We're actually going to crack one of those after the show. Nice today. So since we ran out of time, but so go check that out. Get it. Uh, fantastic facility there. Check it out. The facility is worth the visit. Uh, the beer, I'm sure, is going to be awesome. All mm-hmm. the others have. So check that out. On Sunday, we have Gears and Beers at Red Brick. We have Captain B Seafood Kitchen featuring an Arches Tap takeover. That's at Ticonderoga Club. And, of course, it is Sunday, fun day, at your pie perimeter with some awesome beer specials there. On Monday, we have a Beer Guys Radio Facebook Live event. We do. We're going to go no. over to Jekyll Brewing. <laughs> we'll be on at 6 p.m. or normal time. And we're going to preview their anniversary beers. We're going to sit down with Josh Rachel, their brewmaster. We're going to sample their beers. We'll do it on Facebook Live so people can see yeah, be fun. what's going on. On Wednesday, we got trivia everywhere, Aaron. We have team trivia at your pie perimeter or tacos and trivia up my way at Reformation Brewery. On Thursday, D9 hitting Georgia. The D9 launch at Barley Garden and a tap takeover at the Porter. Girls Pine Out is hosting a beer and cheese pairing at Hop City. There's Comedy Night at Wild Heaven, Bluegrass at Terrapin, and, of course, it is Pint Night at Your Pie Perimeter with a featured pint for only three fourteen. right. Friday, we got a date night, comedy experience at Argosy, and on Saturday, My Parents' Basement and Jekyll celebrate their anniversaries. Awesome. In Alabama, we've got the Magic City Mac and Cheese Festival at Avondale Brewing Company. We've also
1: got the uh, Singin' River Running Crew. That's going to be on Tuesday at Singin' River Brewing Company in Florence. Red Hills tap night at Das Stahl Beer House. I just love saying that word on Wednesday and then Rocket Republic is having their Amber release party at Royal Rose Diner. For a full list of events, check out our calendar at BeerGuysRadio.com But now, giveaway to giveaway, what do we got?
2: Our winner this week is Ronnie Bivins. Ronnie, thank you so much for subscribing to This Week in Georgia Beer. Drop us an email to BeerGuys at BeerGuysRadio.com and we'll get you a very awesome swag pack sent your way.
1: Awesome. Just all you have to do is head to BeerGuysRadio.com, sign up for This Week in Georgia Beer, and you'll be entered to win said swag pack. You'll also get an Awesome weekly newsletter with all of the happenings In Georgia beer you'll also be entered to win Our weekly swag pack like I just said Coming up next week (laughs) we've got. I think you'll be
2: entered to win a swag pack Can you win a swag pack I have no
1: idea (laughs) Hey next week we're going to be talking Food and restaurants and Beer once again Billy Streck With Hampton and Hudson's joins us in the studio As well as Ormsby's so it should be a good time There so very cool BeerGuysRadio.com check us out uh, on the socials as well Don't forget drink local Cheers
0: Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're on demand via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always online at BeerGuysRadio.com. Aaron and Tim are back next week with more about the amazing world of craft beer. Cheers. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com.
1: If you really like craft beer, the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market invites you to their store. Not just growlers and craft beer, but everything you need for backyard barbecues and tailgating is available at Stout Brothers. Big green egg, accessories, local meats, cheeses, sauces, pickles, and more. If the gang's plans involve your backyard this weekend, you've got to visit the Stout Brothers. Stock up today and get ready for life. It's quite simple. If you really like craft beer, you have to visit the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market in the Smyrna Market Village.